0: Section 61. A History of the Inquisition of Spain by Henry Charles Lay, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Scott Brick. History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume 3, by Henry Charles Lay, Book 8, Chapter 4, Part 5, Spheres of Action. Censorship the outbreak of the french revolution brought fresh activity and redoubled watchfulness for the exclusion of dangerous literature politics and religion were inextricably intermingled and the revolutionary propaganda was as much dreaded as the religious had been in the sixteenth century in seventeen ninety two the suprema ordered all the tribunals to be especially zealous in the preventing the introduction of the books which the French were industriously disseminating for the purpose of exciting rebellion and imperiling religion and the monarchy. with this it circulated a royal order commanding special examination of books and papers from foreign parts wherever there was a custom-house, there were two revisers appointed, one royal and the other inquisitorial, who were to examine together all books and papers arriving. there were to be divided into three parts, those allowed currency and unknown works on history and science which would be delivered to the owners those included in the index to be retained by the inquisitorial reviser, and those unknown and suspected to be kept by the royal advi- revisor until the king's pleasure could be ascertained thus the forces of the state and the inquisition were marshaled together in defence of the faith and of the crown Unfortunately they did not always work harmoniously for in 1805 these instructions were reissued with urgent appeals for cordial cooperation it would be useless to follow in detail the numerous exhortations to vigilance in the succeeding years in spite of the precautions foreign ideas drifted through the custom houses and embodied themselves in the constitution of 1812 and when the reaction came under the restoration the supervision of importations was confided exclusively to the Inquisition. In 1816, a question arose as to the functions of the subdelegado de Imprintas and the Revisor Real, when Fernando the Seventh decided that it pertained alone to the tribunals to decide what books should pass through the custom houses and that their permission was necessary. If these efforts to control the legitimate importation of books exercised an unfortunate influence on the intellectual development of spain its commercial interests suffered likewise from the precautions adopted to prevent the smuggling of the dreaded literature these were known as the visitas de Navallos, which rendered the ports of spain an object of dislike to all merchantmen whether of native or foreign origin their systematization is attributable to the protestant scare of 1558 when no means were deemed too radical which should serve to defeat the propagandist energy ascribed to the spanish refugees and their heretical allies when a vessel cast anchor before it could break cargo it was visited by the representatives of various jurisdictions health war and customs subsequently health and war were combined under the name of almirantazgo and there was added a visit from the commissioner of the inquisition with this notary and alguazil as these officials were unsalaried they claimed to be paid for their time and for the expense of carriage and boat by fees exacted of the vessel then after inspecting the crew and passengers and examining any books belonging to them a guard was stationed to prevent the surreptitious landing of books when the cargo was discharged the commissioner opened and inspected every package and if it was a bale of books of course each one had to be compared with the index for all this, additional fees were charged, constituting a tax not alone on the book trade but on commerce in general deeply resented by all the commercial interests nor was the opposition lessened by the arbitrary methods of habitual with all the officials of the inquisition complaints of abuses became loud and numerous from all the seaports while on the other hand the frequent reports of heretical machinations led to constant exhortations from the suprema for increased vigilance some feeble attempts were made to check abuses in 1602 there was a prohibition that visiting officials should require to have meals served should place guards or insist on having salutes fired in 1606 it was forbidden for commissioners to take with them notaries or familiars who were merchants and who thus learned the nature of the cargo and had opportunities to buy or to sell but no attention was paid to these reforms then in sixteen o seven a royal cedula provided that commissioners should levy no fees for visiting ships and this was repeated in sixteen ten but these commands were disobeyed on the plea that they passed through the council of castile and not through the suprema wherefore as the letter said the commissioners were bound to obey them but not to execute them the royal attention was finally called to the injurious effect of the system on spanish commerce and in january sixteen thirty two a cedula was sent to the corregidores of the seaports in which the king stated that he had been informed that the continual vexations inflicted on those who came to trade at spanish ports arising from the abuses practised by the numerous officials visiting their ships at their arrival and departure had not only been the cause of the decline of commerce but of its total destruction for every vessel was visited by so many jurisdictions that the exhortations and impositions were great and had much increase of late he was therefore obliged to inquire that proper methods could be adopted to encourage trade on the part of both natives and foreigners without abolishing the necessary visits and precautions there followed a list of searching questions as to the number of visits officials fees methods etc with a request for suggestions although directed nominally to the abuses of all the jurisdictions the inquisition evidently was especially aimed at for copies of the sedula were sent by the suprema to all the tribunals of the crown of castile a junta was assembled to frame a reform on the basis of the information thus obtained it sat until the end of sixteen thirty three but if it reached any conclusions, they left no trace of legislation or practice. The only paper laid before it that I have met is a complaint from Don Pedro de Breda, Customs Inspector of Guipazcoa, of the excesses committed by officials of the Inquisition, under pretext of visiting the vessels coming to the ports of his district the probability is that as so frequently the case in spanish administration the junta did nothing but submit to the king long consultas representing the conflicting views of the individual members and that the king by that time had lost his interest in the matter and cast them aside without reading as was inevitable the aggressiveness of the officials led to frequent quarrels in sixteen sixteen there was one in sardinia in which the inquisitor excommunicated the governor of sacer when the viceroy retaliated with a decree banishing the inquisitor it was published with trumpet and cymbals and so frightened the inquisitorial people that the consulters did not dare to assemble and the familiars took to the mountains the affair was referred to the council of aragon and the suprema which effected a truce by annulling the acts on both sides that the junta of sixteen thirty three brought no harmony is seen in a similar outbreak arising from the same cause in sixteen thirty four between the viceroy and the majorca and the tribunal which had to be carried up to the king in sixteen thirty five the royal secretary addressed the suprema stating that a squadron was being organized for the service on the coast of and that to avoid the extortions and vexations of the commissioner at san sebastian the king desired that the head chaplain of the squadron should be appointed as commissioner so that he could perform the duty of visiting the ships and prizes when they entered port to this the suprema returned in emphatic protest such visits were essential and not to be omitted the cause of complaint was not the extortions of the commissioners but their zealous discharge of their duties as there is no endorsement of the consulta the king apparently did not press the matter perhaps the bitterest struggle was that carried on by bilboa for more than a hundred years as one of the busiest ports of spain it naturally recalcitrated against the burdens laid upon its trade the system had scarce been fairly organized when in fifteen sixty complaints already came to the suprema of extortionate and illegal fees bartolome de robles a bookseller of alcala represented that he had imported through bilboa forty bales of books which were forwarded in one lot by ten muleteers they had all been duly examined and sealed the commissioner charging one real for each seal and then in place of giving one certificate for the lot he made out forty certificates at forty reals apiece the suprema forwarded this to the tribunal of calahore logrono with a table of fees commanding that all exorbitant charges should be returned to it for distribution of parties aggrieved it was not alone the booksellers but merchants in general who suffered from the opening of their packages and the fees charged on each and the shipmasters exposed to the extortions attendant upon the visits the mercantile community of bilboa was well organized having a casa de Contractacion to regulate commerce with a fiel or executive officer a prior and councils they made their grievances heard and a compromise was reached with the tribunal in fifteen sixty one which was not observed it was the same with another agreement made in fifteen sixty seven and yet another in fifteen seventy six under which all fees were abolished to enforce this the contratation brought suit resulting in an agreement of fifteen seventy seven confirmed by the suprema by which the commissioner received fifty ducats a year in lieu of all fees except two reals on each package of books the examination of which was admitted to be laborious trouble soon recommenced in spite of repeated exhortation to moderation by the suprema fees were levied on every package and cask of merchandise the royal cedula of sixteen o seven abolishing fees was published february eighteenth but received no attention and in sixteen o nine bilboa sent a strong remonstrance to the king to which logrono tribunal replied asserting it to be false the labor was great it always had been and must be paid by fees which were always the subject of contention especially at bilboa where there were a prior councils to defend the merchants then came the royal cedula of sixteen ten again abolishing fees which received no more attention than the previous one in february sixteen twelve the suprema wrote to Lagrono that great complaints continued to come to the king especially from bilboa and it suggested that an increase in the fifty ducats might be obtained in lieu of fees acting on this a formal agreement was signed in july and confirmed by the suprema raising the annual payments to two thousand reals. the two reals on book packages being retained it is not likely that this was observed by the commissioner for in sixteen sixteen at the request of the merchants and shipmasters a return was made to the fee system and a definite scale was agreed upon this scale however did not long content the commissioner for in sixteen thirty one the complaints reaching the suprema led to make an investigation in which its fiscal admitted that the excessive fees and vexations were leading shipmasters to abandon those ports especially bilboa the fees exacted were fifty per cent greater than the agreed scale vessels bringing fish were compelled in addition to give so many fish out of each barrel and the delays were damaging at the same time the existing commissioner pedro de Valerial, was highly commended he had merely accepted conditions as he found them established by his predecessors his term of service extended from sixteen twenty five to sixteen sixty two and was subsequently looked back upon as a halcyon time of peace this came to an end in sixteen sixty three with the appointment of a new commissioner the licentiate domingo de la Guina whose excessive exactions and arbitrary methods excited the bitterest dissatisfaction one thing which was the subject of special complaint was that in place of examining merchandise in the warehouses of the consignees he insisted on opening the packages on the quay cutting the cords and scattering the contents which were thus subjected to theft and to the vicissitudes of the weather he even bored holes in casks of tar and explored the interior with a stick in the search for hidden books commerce on a large scale could scarce be conducted under such conditions the prosperity of the port was seriously threatened passions on both sides were enkindled and a controversy of the fierce kind raged for years the scenario of biscay took sides with the merchants and represented forcibly to the queen regent the absurdity of ruining commerce and risking complications with foreign nations on the pretext of preventing the smuggling of prohibited books considering the risks attendant on the attempt and the lack of purchasers for them if successful in a community so ardent for the faith both sides resorted to extreme measures the Contratación in sixteen sixty seven ordered the merchants not to pay fees the tribunal with the approval of the suprema ordered Laguina to collect them he seized goods and sold them by auction he prosecuted some of the merchants and compromised them for money the english and the dutch ambassadors intervened with protests against the disregard of treaty stipulations the queen regent annulled the decree of the contratacion forbidding the payment of fees and against this the senorio of biscay in a solemn assembly november seventh sixteen sixty eight protested as a violation of the fueros and adopted a decree prohibiting their payment if attempts should be made to collect them it would resist and if other remedies failed a junta general would be assembled to determine on further measures meanwhile any secular official assisting laguina was declared to be disabled for inoculation in the choice by lot by public office this decree was published in balboa to sound of drum and fife with general popular rejoicing and laguina could find no official to resist him in his work even his notary being disqualified for an office to which he aspired then the council of castile intervened may fifteenth sixteen sixty nine with an order to laguina to levy no fees for visiting ships an action probably induced by a forcible protest from the earl of sandwich the english ambassador in which the exactions of the commissioner were represented in infractions of the treaties of sixteen sixty five and sixteen sixty seven the serious character of the questions thus raised made an impression of the court and led to a royal decree of july nineteenth sixteen sixty nine informing the suprema that the vexations and excessive dues levied by laguina on the commerce of Balboa had aroused such hatred that means must be taken to avoid greater evils by removing the officials and replacing them with others who would perform their duties without arousing complaints an immediate answer was required to this but the suprema waited until december twenty third and then reapplied in a long consulta insisting that laguina had been right from the beginning that all laws or regulations infringing on the immunities of the inquisition were invalid and the mere attempt subjected its authors to punishment as the suprema was immovable an attack was made directly on laguina by royal letter and provision of the royal council july twenty second sixteen seventy ordering him to collect no fees for visiting ships and to make his visits as his predecessors had done when this was served upon him he made an unseemly reply and stopped the commerce of the ports until there were eighteen ships waiting to discharge their cargoes to overcome this a solemn mandate in the name of the king and queen regent was addressed to him february fourteenth reciting his misdeeds and ordering him to quit the kingdom or to present himself at court under penalty of twenty thousand maravedis. when this was served upon him by a notary on february twenty third he reverently placed it on his head and said he respected it as the act of his king but the next day he served upon the notary his denitatoria denial of jurisdiction stating that he was simply the servant of the suprema and of the Lagrono tribunal in which capacity he had complied with the obligations of his office and the suprema had never brought a charge against him wherefore he supplicated the king to inform himself from the suprema as to the matters contained in these royal provisions which had been obtained surreptitiously and to recognize the justice of his reply and of his proceedings the authority of the suprema evidently was superior to that of the king Thus baffled, the Queen Regent turned again to the Suprema with a decree of April 1st, 1, 1670, in which she rehearsed the agreements of 1561, 1567, and 1576, as providing that no fees were to be levied. The visits must be made in the former fashion, so as to give no occasion of complaints of the violation of treaties, and Laguina must be removed. To this the Suprema replied, april twenty fourth insisting on the necessity of the visits the resistance of bilboa had proved contagious the other ports were refusing to pay fees and this would extend to the whole monarchy the labor had to be paid for and the inquisition had no funds for salaries it further explained that in view of the hostility felt for Laguina, the Lagrono tribunal had replaced him on january third by joan de Zabala, had found himself unable to act everybody being terrorized and refusing to assist him so laguina had resumed his duties then on february fourteenth the council of state had intervened and allowed eighteen waiting ships to discharge their cargoes without examination which was an invasion of jurisdiction of the inquisition and consequently null at the end of february laguina had been replaced by don enigo zebuar who had been well received by the merchants a fallacious welcome for soon afterwards it was learned that zabiar though he reduced the fees could get no assistance his life was threatened and he asked to be relieved on june twentieth end of section sixty one